I can't. I can't do this. This is Star Trek Discovery, uh, a show that makes me cry after seeing a tree. Well, everybody, it's Bubble Voices, Commander's Long, the unofficial Star Trek post show. We are on the USS post show, or is it the USS recap? I don't know. We haven't argued with Michael today. My host, my captain, even though he says he can't be captain because the ship will be doomed, John Weber, how you doing, sir? Hey, Flobo, I'm good, brother. I'm good. Man, I, I'm wow, so what? Yeah, man. Uh, what a uh, what an embarrassing uh, uh, fight that we had on Twitter. I think uh, like it was three or four people uh, witnessed it. Oh, it was like a Lower Decks episode. Like I'm, I'm on this ship and you're on that ship. Who's flying the plane? Uh, but yeah, you know, we're yeah. yeah, but we're not alone. We're being joined by a man that I guess we were together on a comedy competition back in my hometown. I was performing for Preble in New York. And uh, I won, even though they couldn't give me the prize because I was leaving the next day. But it's okay, because this guy should have won. Give it up for Joshua Postel, everybody. Hey, guys, hey what's Joshua. going on? What's going on, guys? What's going on? Uh, man, this is Commander's Log, man. We're, we want to deputize you as Commander when it's all said and done. Yeah, hey, no over. problem. <laughs> oh, this is, this is going to be the freakiest threesome in the galaxy. <laughs> hey, as long as I go first, and I don't really care what happens after that. Uh, How could hey, you hey, Hey, someone so, once asked someone once asked me what my favorite position was. I was like, easy. Yeah, I'm popping someone else in the room. Oh, I think you meant like easy, whatever that position may be. But I'm so glad you're here. And for those of you who are watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope slash Twitter, welcome. And if you're on Twitch at twitch.tv slash local boys, hit me with a like and subscribe. John Weber. Yes, talk sir. to me, man. With three episodes oh. in. How you feeling? Uh, you know, how did they I was trying to think of this earlier. Like, I can't remember seeing the previous two, uh, uh, you know, the process of watching the previous two seasons. Uh, thank you for uh, making me captain of this creaky old garbage town. Uh, even though you're clearly the one who gets everything done. But, uh, which is very Starfleet, I guess. The Riker of it all. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I, I... I am just so touched by this show. I I am so okay. Let me. I am so emotionally reached by this show, which yeah. uh, for a suburban white man is quite a thing. Can't uh, relate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was taught to be emotionally withholding. This show is destroying that. Yes. And and my God, so many. I was crying like in the second minute really? of this episode. Okay. Did you? No shame in that. Now I, I heard you mention tears. Am I the oh, only one? It was it was a it was a treat for me. But Joshua, do you, are you a, a guy who cries at the Sotaka Discovery? Once once in a while, like like when 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 they reunited with Burnham, I, that oh. was that was great. That was just great. Ah, oh, just shattered that me. Was, yeah. That was like you know, and it's corny, it's cliche, but yeah, yeah, it was great. You know, but, I'm gonna start counting Tilly hugs because. Yeah, Tilly's there were like three overdrive. great She's hugs great. by Tilly in this episode. You you like her too, right, Joshua? It's not just me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's okay, a he's a fan. He's a he's a fan. Well, I want to say that like for the whole reuniting the crew with everyone, like it it was cool. And that right before that, Brandon had just was about to be okay with yeah. not seeing the crew. She's like, well, this is my life. Hey, what's yeah. that? So I'm I'm almost sure that will play later on but yeah that moment having george joe in the background like batman 
just watching everyone hug himself. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, the e- the evil Terran Batman. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You just know she's gonna do some messed up shit this year. Yeah, this, kill first, Avengers later. This is amazing that we have this wild card in Giorgio. I mean, she becomes the Deus Ex Machina in this episode, and well earned. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I ain't arguing with it because we haven't had this kind of anti-Federation person as one of the only members of the Federation left. It's uh, it's pretty incredible what we're watching. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the fact that George Joe has almost become like, in, in, a, in a good way, I, I don't want like, to like the trash it, but it's very like an exposition thing as far as the undercarriage of, of Michael Burnham's changes, you know? She's thinking mm-hmm. more like a savage, a courier, and, and George Joe is the one that explains it to us, but, uh, us people going like, why is Burnham acting like that? Because yeah, yeah. Billy is right. Because, Burnham does seem because, different. Well, Burnham by, na- by necessity had to. There's no right. federation, there's nothing. Right, right. She's she's out there. She's living that privateer life. She's living that sort of. Uh, she's not a pirate. They make very clear. Uh, they actually have a couple of pirate references in this episode that are funny, yeah, yeah. Uh, including the II captain, and then just one eye. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny backstage news when I was giving uh, Josh an update on today's show. I did the same thing. I was like, I, I, because <laughs> yeah. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm <absolutely> <laughs> <laughs> that's just gonna be one of those like we're all nerds here, guys. Come on, I think we're all nerds here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, before I get asked you my next question about today's episode, I want to know a little bit a bit more about your love for Star Trek because I am new to this. Discovery is my first like flavor, if you will. Like, what's a little bit of background on what you know, what you like, your favorite captain, if you will. Um. Okay, this is gonna take a while. Um, <laughs> one of my buddies in high school got me into it, and. I was into it, but not like hardcore. And then like my second year of college, we were talking about it. And then I just, we were at his house and we were just watching it for like hours and hours and hours. And I was like, okay, you got me. <laughs> we started with the original, we started with the original series films. Oh, and wow. then it just sort yeah. of worked from there. And That's then I started watching now. next, and then I started watching Next Generation, yeah. Voyager, um, DS9, I was, I liked it, but I wasn't a huge fan. I know I'm going to get it. It's totally fine to have a preference. I liked I'll it, make up it, for you. Yeah. I know I'm one of the biggest DS9. Yeah, I'm one of the biggest. played for that. It was one I never really, I'm, I'm probably just going to have to binge watch it one weekend because we're going to. It gonna takes, be- it takes all kinds, man. It takes all kinds because, uh, of the groups that I'm in that I joined just for this show, by the way, uh. I see so much caping for Voyager. Oh my God! I can't tell you how much I don't like Voyager. I, I it would it would take forever for me to tell you. But DS Nine, that's where I live. That's my favorite Trek, uh, next to Disco. Because I have to say, I think this is it for me. I think I think I'm ready to marry this one. This, this <laughs> on is good. This is gonna get good. I, I yeah. think yeah. this. And next generation and the original series for me. Yeah. 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 Like like all neck and neck in yeah. terms of creating the universe and creating great characters and great stories. Uh, but I, I really love the fact that the and I maybe say this too much, Flobo. Tell me if I do, but I feel like yeah, a lot of fans work on this show. And that really shows. Oh yeah. Like there's it reminds me of, of shows like The Simpsons and even Saturday Night Live. 
because I guess Saturday Night was a better example because it's a multiple genre type show because it's comedy and action, that it's mm. been around so long. Now you have second and third generation people right. working on something they love. It's become a part of their culture. And as a creator, that's the biggest love of them all, to create something that would last long before you're dead and becoming sand of the earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Josh, I'm sorry, your favorite captain was, again, I forgot. You um, said Probably Picard. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, probably TNG Picard. Picard. Picard, Picard, I didn't even like that much. But TNG Picard <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the, not, well, not, well, not well, well, the I'm, show, I'm trolling you, bro. Well, I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. <laughs> He's on, making you on, fight for it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have the fight. <laughs> I, I, just, uh, <laughs> moving back to Discovery because I don't want to get choked out of my own show. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it, it seems the big MacGuffin in this episode is the lithium or dilithium, and how it is essentially a red flag to everyone around that Discovery is not, the ship Discovery is not a part of this time. And uh, I love the fact that we're probably jumping ahead a little bit, but when they come make contact with Earth, it's a whole different Earth. And that ends up being the big conflict of this episode. John Weber, walk me through this, man. Dilithium is all kinds of gangsta in the future. Uh, dilithium has become what fuel is in the Mad Max movies. It just gets you forward to your next fight for more fuel and it's literal mm. and uh as i always love to point out um the animated uh front of the episode uh credits they yeah. always tell you a lot in those and uh you see like the little red crystals just floating through the screen yeah because that's it that's what everybody in this time period is looking for is more dilithium and there was a period when dilithium was destroyed all at once so Anything that's been mined since then is more precious than gold-plated latinum. <laughs> Fair enough. To put it I, in I, dork I, terms. Dork? No, I'm all about that. Uh, Josh, we get a little more insight about the burn and what that lithium means or what, it, what how that played a role in the burn. Is this a satisfied conceit for you, being a long-term Trek fan, about this, this, could, this idea? I think I, I, it's, I'm satisfied with it. I think it's, in a way, kind of you know how, like they say, Star Trek is always trying to reflect the modern world. Yeah, allegories galore, man. Ab yeah. Absolutely yeah, true. The, when I saw the thing about the lithium, I was like, "Oh, okay, fuel running out." Sort of like, like John said, Mad Max. Sort of, you're 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 getting fuel just for to get to the next shit show, the next disaster. <laughs> That's it. That's really all it is. You know, and like you wonder, like, how far off are we from that? Because we still can't get our our butts off oil. Yeah, yeah. That fossil fuels are still running politics. They're not necessarily running the people, but they're running what the people live under. And so, yeah, here we are with this dwindling resource that we're all going to be fighting over as time yeah. goes on, unless we get you know something going on. I don't know a green deal. I don't know. It's new. A new green deal. I don't know. Well, I won't stop until all my cars have sales. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Just go down the road that way. Uh, yeah, I, I was kind of, I was kinda okay with it. I know the burn, it being the big mystery, it was kind of like, oh, this could be kind of cheesy. Not in a bad way. Not like I won't watch it because I'm, I'm all in. But it could be the one thing where it's like, I don't know. But the idea of this thing going inert and then that causing just this mass destruction, it was a war no one saw coming. And yeah. I don't know. I think I'm on board with that because because of that, we're seeing what tendrils of Starfleet and the Federation are still existing, at least in my opinion. Right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you think about next generation, we were introduced uh, to a world where resources were not something that people fought over or or were struggled for because we had uh, replicators. And uh, over the years, we find out that replicating dilithium is very difficult and it takes a long time. It's very co complicated as well it should be because it's such an important thing. So we're at a point now where replicators are not running the show. They're not providing everybody. There isn't a federation that is independently wealthy. Um, you know, it's a struggle. The struggle is real in the future. And here's, I think it'll be all utopia. <sighs> you can't keep them. You can have a utopia, but you can't keep it. That is can. actually pretty you deep. Never really, you really never can. It never happens. So Every you time you try, it goes bad. You yeah. tell him utopia doesn't exist, Josh. I have a free. I have a. I hate to be that. I hate to be sort of that Carlin guy, but it's like, you know. <laughs> hey, there are worse things. I mean, yeah, like, I know. <laughs> No one ever wants to be a Flobo guy. Trust me. <laughs> Actually, you're a golfing guy. I want to be Flobo guys. Cut that out. Don't, look, don't lie to me. How dare you? How dare you? Before I move on to my next question, got to pay them bills. Look, Commander's Log is part of the New Amsterdam Entertainment Network. Know more about that from newamsterdam.com. But want to give a shout out to the special people over at Geek Renaissance. The holidays are coming up. You have significant others. You want to make sure you're down with the Geek Squad. Geek Renaissance is where you want to go at geek.renaissance, sorry, at geekrenaissance.company.site or at Geek Renaissance on Instagram. They have cool earrings and keychains and baubles. You got to check it out at Geek Renaissance. John actually is going to make an order right now after the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes. And don't worry, I will cover John's purchase after the end of the show. <laughs> well, you know something? I, I got to get my shopping started, and I know my wife, is, who is such a geek, and she loves this stuff too. Uh, I I know I can find her some good stuff there, so I'm going to check out Geek Renaissance. Oh, that's awesome! I appreciate that, uh, Joshua. Let me ask you a question, Joshua. You are uh, a purveyor of the stand-up comedic arts, like how we are, correct? Mm -hmm. And you headlined before. Oh, I've headlined a few times. Uh, well, the first time you headlined, how'd you feel? It was wild. It was like, oh shit, I'm actually doing this. Damn. It was. It's. It was that just rush of. I'm trying to put. I. It was just this rush of just. Oh my god! This is it. This is what it. This is what it's about. That's what yeah, you've, you've been, been working you've for. Been, even if you're not on a major stage, it's not a festival. It could be an online Zoom show, and you're high, and, and they're letting you headline. That's great. Yeah, you know who else had that feeling? Captain Saru, y'all. He's a captain. <laughs> it's official. Ganglia gang. What? He made it. He made it. Oh, I was so awesome. happy. I was so happy, I, man. I had a feeling at the end of last season he was going to be the captain. <laughs> Me too, but I thought someone's going to swerve. You know what I mean? But wow, Captain Saru, John Weber. <laughs> Let me ask you something. It could be something, but I want John's opinion first because we were big Saru guys. Oh, yeah. How oh, do you yeah. feel when he got the title from Burnham? And it wasn't even a fight or a discussion. She was like, it's yours. Oh, you know, not only um, was that like an early sort of strike in the episode, like, oh, oh, he's the captain and she's not accepting the number one position. She's not accepting commander. And like, we get through the episode. It is what it is. It's it's a, a great episode. And then at the end, 
She says, I would be proud to be your number one. And again, this old man cried because Aww. that's what I love to see. They acted like a family, but they're also a crew. And I need to see that too. I'm a big fan of uh, Starfleet. So I need to see these Starfleet moments. And she's a wild card. She's always been a wild card. She's going to continue to be a wild card. And he's sort of holding the line. He is very much a captain. He is very much a Picard kind of a captain, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which I respect very much. What do you say, Josh? Oh, absolutely. I totally agree with John. I do think he is a Picard kind of a captain. And I think he's just getting his captain's legs. It's. I have a feeling he's going to have some conflicts. Because you're going to have Burnham and Giorgio and Book sort of stirring the pot and doing yeah. all kinds of stuff that really would be way outside Starfleet regs in the right. 23rd or the 31st century. I don't right. care what year. you know. And supposedly there is still something of Starfleet left somewhere. Yeah. Right. Right. He's going to be trying to hold the line and they're going to be you know, breaking out of restrictions whenever they can, because we're in an unprecedented time. We don't know how Starfleet or the Federation can fit into this time. We don't even know if it can. Yeah. Here's my question. And this is kind of a monkey wrench question, but do you think we're going to stay in the future? Do you think this is it from now on, or are they going to go back and rejoin mm. their original timeline? After this that, season. That's tricky. I thought no, but then I said to myself, wait a minute. Burnham's mother is out there with the other time suit. Mm. Somewhere. Yeah. It's it's not... That thing is sitting somewhere. They could, but the thing is, there's no... How come, you know, they never... How, did, how could they go back to their own time? Right. I mean, is this how with, we go forward? With, with this, I think they may be stuck there. Yeah. I I think they could be stuck there. With, you talk about the sphere data. You're, you're mm. afraid of control. Yeah. You're afraid of all sorts of things. And Discovery was stricken from all official records. <clears throat> right. Yeah, that's After not that a point, small. Yeah. That's not a small thing to overlook. Absolutely. Could they? Maybe. Right. But, you know, like I said, the wild card is Burnham's mother with the other time suits. She's still out there. That's yeah. right. I, I'm thinking... And they have the schematics to build it if they really wanted to. Right. Schematics? That's a SAT word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking cake and eat it, too. I agree with you, Joshua. I don't feel they will go back because, you know, behind the scenes, everyone's complaining about them being in the timeline. Inside the show, control is that much of a liability. But I know Star Trek, at least very, very little, because I watch a lot of those other shows. But all the Star Trek I've seen, I know they're going to give us an episode where they go back in time, whether by yep. a dream sequence or holodeck or alternate mirror planet or a window, and they give you what it looks like without it, just to be like, ha, 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 you're stuck and lost and feeling of loneliness and emptiness. I just, I just know it. <laughs> there is always an episode for every series where they go back to some other time. Maybe it doesn't happen so much in Voyager, but, you know, because I, I'll, I'll just cut through it. Um, there's always some episode where you see them wearing 20th century clothes. Yeah. Mm. 
There's always some episode where they're wearing some, you know, zoot suit walking down, you know, main street of some city. <laughs> He's like, not my main street. Like, <laughs> so defined. That's that bull crap. You know, I need to find them for you so you can watch them, Flobo. But the yeah. DS9 episodes where they go back into uh, Benjamin Cisco gets these visions where it's 1950s New York. And that he's, was actually a very good episode. That and there was, was like two or three great. of them. Yeah. And, and all the actors in DS9 who normally wear makeup are playing parts where they're not ma- wearing makeup. Say the budget that way. It's fascinating <laughs> to see these guys, you know, not having to do makeup acting for a change. Uh, yeah. it, it's just really interesting. I think you're right. I think there will be some, and maybe you're right. Maybe it is a holodeck thing. Maybe there's some uh, some reason why it's not part of continuity. And I tend to think you guys are right because I know that um, every time I watch a making of thing, they're always talking about Discovery is finally creating its own canon. It's out right. from under all the previous storylines. Yeah. Out of the storylines, definitely building those own relationships. Like, let's talk about Burnham and Booker, right? A year has passed. Uh, I would think they had a relationship, but Book seems very adamant when Giorgio was grilling him that they didn't. We didn't. We're not talking about this. Uh, They seem to have a good chemistry uh, together. This may be the evil Giorgio, but she's still somehow, you almost think maybe linked in some freakish way to Prime Universe Giorgio. Yeah. I agree. They they share a certain trait, mothering trait, because they both were mother figures to Burnham. Absolutely. They do. They both love Burnham. She knows Burnham. She's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, don't bullshit me. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, it is kind of funny because in the opening sequence, when Vernon was doing their personal log, she goes, "I found a friend." And you're like, mm. uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it, it'd be cool if they said that they weren't. Uh, 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 it's like I found a friend, and it wasn't the cat. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's, 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 that's discovery after dark, man. I don't know what show that is. Uh, that's CBS oh, All Access. Oh, dude! I mean, how about the fact that um, uh, that book is like uh, so? Anyway, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so comfortable with shoulders. each other, and that's good to have. So I'm kind of. I mean, he's got to be tired. You know, when he first meets her, he's like, first he's pissed, and then he's probably tired of like. I'm tired of putting of ha- putting myself in a random alien or or, or some kind of holographic fuckbot program. <laughs> I mean, come on! Yeah, you definitely watch the, the After Dark version. Like, who? What? <laughs> what? This, this is this is the 31st century only fan. Bro. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Sign me up, bro. I, I am looking at 2020 girls all like wrong. Um, oh. You know, I would spend all my money if this cast had OnlyFans. I would be spending oh so much God. damn money. I, I just want to. <laughs> I just want to see the hair montage. Uh, uh, on uh, yeah, you're gonna get us all canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's like in the beginning of the episode where she's doing that voiceover and she's she's telling uh, us how she's gotten through the year, and uh, we see her hair go from that really short Grace Jones kind of deal there. and just just yep. get into this big gorgeous head of hair 
Yeah, I, I just Tilly loved was all that. about it. Tilly and Tilly's, it she got a good head of hair too. This is mm-hmm. a, this is a very hair centric. This is very, very gorgeous hair centric, <laughs> especially Tilly's red hair. Ooh, I feel attacked. Right, right? talking about the hair stuff. I feel <laughs> excluded. No, no, Josh. Actually, uh, you missed uh, last episode. I was all about Detmer. I just have this thing for Detmer. She's just this damaged redhead. I don't know what's going on with me, man. Hey, she almost got through his face with that command the last episode, right? She was all like, "Yo, you're crazy. This was totally a bad thing." And he's like, and then you know, oh, shaken, oh, shaken, had to jump in and was like, (laughs) "Ready to go, like Detmer, do it." Yeah, so I wonder what's going on with her and her injury. I don't know if it if her injury her. there's and notice the injury was on the side of that implant. Right? Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be some issues. There's yeah. going to be trauma. This you're going to see a lot of drama. Is it mechanical? You think, or or is it psychological? I feel like oh. they would hint if it was mechanical, but they already said she doesn't have a con- a concussion. You know, right? It, Doctor, it, clear it, this, this is going to be emotional with a, maybe a little mechanical but it's gonna be a lot of emotional because you did leave your entire life 900 years behind you right you and right. everybody else on that ship deal with right. it bro no, i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> well, get over it <laughs> and and we know from uh season one too that she does hold hold grudges like it yes. took her a while to stop hating burnham and that's realistic i respect that very realistic if you know redheads. I, I don't actually know any. Do I know any? Redheads, I have a I have a friend who's a redhead and he can be mm, a stereotype. Mm, Good to know. Yeah, it's a stereotype, <laughs> but he can be. Yeah. 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 Look, two look. two redheaded sisters. Oh, okay, gotcha. That makes, so. makes so much more sense about your wrestling career. It really does. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> he was a redheaded stepchild when he wrestled. All right. So anyway, let's talk about people with prickly attitudes because I was kind of uh, put off at first by Adira, uh, the young, uh, I guess, member of the Earth Defense Force. Well, the Earth Defense Force in a whole has the most prickly reception, but mm-hmm. Adira has a really cool twist because it turns out that she is a trill symbiote, but she's one, she's human, and two, because I watched DS9, there's no tattoos in her skin. What's going right. on, Joe Weber? What's up? Well, uh, traditionally, the race that is matched with Trills does have the, uh, let's see, Dax is the symbiote. So yeah. they they do have the leopard spots. Um, and I always wondered, like, do they put them on one by one or do they have, like, a wheel that they run? <laughs> I always wondered about that. Wheel me. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> Like, you know, this used to take two hours, but now we just use a roller. <laughs> Car wash. But that, that is oh the specific God. race that does match up with the symbiotes. And the right. fact that now, um, let's see. So trills are the race with the dots, I believe. And yes. symbiotes are symbiotes. Okay. Uh, right. And this is an earth girl. And she did she say she was 16? Yes. yes. So right Is there, it? I felt I should stop watching. Yeah, it was weird. Because, again, I, I don't know much about the canon of the troll race. <laughs> hey, I got that late. Hey! <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Look, I'm an old man, and I'm like, wait, you've got, like, this tiny little teenage girl? 
okay. <laughs> well, uh, well I, I was going to say that. You have to be an adult to agree or to apply to be matched with. Oh, it was a trip. big deal. Yeah. Like you right, had to be so, number one in your class at Harvard just to be considered considered to be a symbiote. But now it's just any any willy nilly human can get it. I feel that's kind of messed up. Well, <laughs> it's I don't it's get. Far- Go ahead. Sorry, sir. You know the thing I don't get is if Earth is so bloody xenophobic. Yeah, and like you can't get in. Yeah. Or out. No, that's a good point. How yeah. is she? How? Well, she. Uh, well, yeah. at what point she was known as Admiral Senatal, which would be Federation affiliated. Not sure that's any kind of matter. If they understood that part of her history, or his his history, then to her history. I'm not yeah, sure. it's a story they're not telling us yet, and I don't know if we'll ever hear it. But yeah, there must have been a trill who had the symbiote, and the trill was dying, and they had to move the symbiote. This is what happened with Ezri Dax in uh, DS9. DS9, yeah. They, they have to move the symbiote over to someone, so they choose this young girl with the short hair. Again, very similar to Ezri, by the way. Uh, this like, oh, it, you you found a woman who looks like a sixteen-year-old boy. Okay. Well, uh, I think not that's sure kind what of... bo- not sure what boxes we're checking off here, but yeah, all right. Well, Sorry, just to give a little bit of backstory, uh, this season of Discovery, uh, not to put a spoiler, but Adira is played by the series' first non-binary actor. So I, I think that's kind of the appeal or the oh. attempt here. Oh, but she's supposed to be non-binary. Uh, not supposed to be, but she is non-binary. If you oh, know. I got you. But, but I thought it was kind of interesting that the idea was she was scoping out this Federation starship, she was legit enough for her to join where it's the only starship we've seen. <laughs> like, there's only three starships available. Like, why don't I just, like, hop on the bus as quick as I can? Like, why would I go through the trouble of sabotage and deep inspections and get into the, the, the tubes? What do you when think? did she join that group? When she was, like, 10? Like, like you know, how did we... It's, there's some stuff about Earth when you see these guys in action. You're stuff like... about Earth. <laughs> You're like, what no, the you. hell? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's actually a great feeling because it does appeal to the politics of today, which is this isn't the America that I thought we'd have when I was growing up. Yeah. I, I thought by the exactly. time we got to 2020, you know, we'd be in the future. We wouldn't be in some destroyed version of the 1950s. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Adira is part of the Earth Defense Force, so I should say, uh, I'll make sure I get this correctly, um, the United Earth Defense Force, um, led by Captain Adoya. Like, again, I wasn't expecting that. You know, almost every movie ever made, Earth is there, pristine, virgin yep. borders, yep. fly in. But seeing turrets <laughs> at the yeah. border of Earth, my yeah. goodness. No, Josh, let me ask you uh, this first. Like, yeah. how did you feel seeing that uh, in this episode? That was upsetting. That was upsetting. Yeah. That was like, okay, total, total point to look at where we are. This is us now. Yeah. 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 Isolationist, cut off from. Racist as fuck. Yeah. And, uh, and, oh, I, um, uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm too no. Old. I lost it. I had some. <laughs> well, the point it. I have to say that there's probably someone sitting on a couch somewhere watching that and going, oh, oh, beat me over the head. Why don't you? This is too on the nose. 
But do you think that was, or do you think that it was totally that? I think I think that was totally on the nose, and that was so upsetting because you know every in every Star Trek, even in lower decks, you see the shot of the massive space docks, all the ships around star bases. When Discovery left Earth at the end of season one, you saw the the shot of the space dock that you saw in the movies, but you saw it under construction. Mm -hmm. The moment I saw the uh, preview on TV and you saw the ship flying in, you saw Earth and the ship flying on the lower part of the screen, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, something's not good here. Mm -hmm. There should be orbital facilities. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I caught the thing that I lost, which is um, this freak out of imagine the Federation, imagine Earth leaving the Federation. Like, what? Yeah. Headquarters, it, forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it the seat of the Federation by the time we're watching Trek? But, yep. So now we're looking at an Earth that was like, nope, we quit. We cut off all connection to this greater higher angels organization and uh we're just this fortress now very depressing i I gotta do it i gotta do it but allow me to be an advocate for the united earth defense force Uh, (laughs) and and i don't really mean this i'm just doing this for this debate here but like you have this idea of a federation of of starfleet and the rules and and peace and discovering and learning and let's be real the federation track record is not spotless no. The Starfleet and no. sort of causes cause or even involved in so many wars and conflicts, even in lower decks, which is supposed to be a cartoon, <laughs> you know, something that, that that happened. Why not lean to a more take our own guns and have our own militia? Why not lean ourselves into our own power military force? Earth is number one. We are the center of the universe. No, the planet supports life. I'm just kidding. But the last one. But what's wrong with having a United Earth Defense Force? If you can't be a part of this giant super federation conglomerate of planets, why not look for our own first? It makes sense, except for one thing. And maybe you guys can clear this up for me, because maybe I'm just uh, confused about this. But in the future, the the most uh, precious thing is dilithium, as we've been discussing. But um, Earth doesn't have any dilithium. You have to mine that in space. So Earth is basically cut off uh, with very little resource. I mean, they have some, but they don't have a ton. Yeah, Earth has some, and what they are having, they're getting raided by when, or at least attempted to be raided by when. So that might be, you know, that's why it's so important and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, you know, you, you're cornered, so you build walls and you get your guns out. I totally get that. Uh, we're yeah. all preparing for the zombie apocalypse we all know how we're gonna do yeah we are i kind of ate my ration kit already (laughs) (laughs) i have so many great ideas for the zombie apocalypse you guys ever want to know i'll be happy to be in your crew what is the one thing i should know right now uh you need rubber bands because zombies are going to walk into your rubber bands and then that's going to go and then it's going to shoot them away (laughs) <laughs> oh, so the Hanna Barbera war zombies. Okay, <laughs> I, I like to think in terms of you know Bugs Bunny, Road Runner, Road Road Runner, uh, Coyote. I like to think. Here's another thing: like oh zombies, zombies don't know how to avoid things when they're walking. So here's what you do: you lay out about a bunch of boards that have nails in them, 
and they step yeah. on the boards with the nails, and now they can't get around because they get these giant skis on. It just turns into a Yogi Bear cartoon, you know? Yada, yada, yada. Zombie Apocalypse, Hanna-Barbera edition. I have no idea what's going zombie, on. Zombie, you know, we have to stop as, uh, assuming zombies can avoid stupid things. That's why my stupid things are going to save us. My last words on this planet will be, John Weber lied to me. Oh. <laughs> Eventually, rubber bands to fall apart. Gah! I'm why? fine. And then, and then I have one one last plan, which is if I do get bitten by a zombie, I am getting as fast as I can down to Party City, and I'm going to put on a clown outfit. I'm going to scare the hell out of people until they blow my brains out. Wow. Props zombie to clown. You. Zombie <laughs> clown. The zombie version of it. Do you, do you want to be just a zombie, or do you want to be super-duper zombie? A super-scary zombie. I think uh, zombie clown is the way to go. Who wants balloon tricks? Oh. <laughs> what? what are you doing? Let's talk about zombies here. Let's talk about when. Uh, when Sorry, is a when. guy. He's Sorry, a big bad of this episode, which kind of comes late in Star Trek fashion after we've done the whole reuniting and diplomacy stuff. But diplomacy is the operative word here because perhaps kind of quickly and ham-fistedly, when is dispatched and he has him own drama. Josh, walk me through your feelings about when, what he wants, and what he stands for. What do you want? What does he stand? Look. Like, what do you like? Again, what do you like about him? Again, this is the politics just hitting you. The world is hitting you over the head as you watch this. This is this is the this is almost it's almost out of HG Wells. Um it's like Earth is the, the um the Eloy and the Morlocks are the down um, below, think yeah, about it. He looked, yeah. you go, he looked like he looked like shit. He looked yeah. terrible. He looked all haggard and yeah, starved. I mean, and yeah, it's, it's, it's the allegory, but it's the allegory, but it's the allegory that just keeps knocking you over the head. Oh, you got that crap load of allegories. Allegories are slapping this in the just, face. I was like. Could they could they fling it at me any faster? Open the shields can take it. But here's the question I asked them because we all can agree that 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 story was a parable for something else. But what know. was that? What was your mind going to first? Because I did not think Morlocks when I saw that. What I was think thinking that? that. I was thinking that. I was also thinking, hmm, one percent versus everybody else. I was thinking a lot of things. Okay. Right. You got to militarize. Here. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I guess what I'm getting the at government is... versus workers. Yeah. Yeah. No, but what did you think, John? Oh, you know what was incredible about it was um, I like the show so much that I didn't complain at all in my head when the um, we need to talk to this alien with the big scary you know black manta mask from the Aquaman movies. Yeah, we right. need to talk to this guy, <laughs> and he's he's so why has he got to be a black manta? We, yeah, he's a black dude. Right on. Oh, but anyway, it was go go. No, uh, it just reminded me of Happy Days because it's like he's so scary, and then um, you know, Giorgio basically kicks him and takes his helmet off, and we realize he's actually just a broken down regular human. And it it just reminded me of like uh, you know the jukebox isn't working, but then Fonzie hits it with his elbow, and all of a sudden it's playing. You know, one to one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock rock. <laughs> That's like what a day is Max Mackina there. That was so fast and so hard. 
On the other that hand, was, soon, that was okay. like that was the Scooby Doo version of Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. He's just like. As the power is going, it's not a woman, it's a man, man. Yeah. It's not a monster, baby. Yeah. And and what was great about it was the guy, when is played by Chris Heyerdahl, and I'm sitting there with my geek brain going, I know this man. I know this man. Why do I know him? And he was just great. And then I looked it up afterwards. Uh, Stargate Atlantis. That's Whoa. So maybe that was Black Panther. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first spinoff, right? That was like the sec- the first one. Uh, yes, that was the first spinoff. Yeah, oh, and yeah, yeah. and actually, I love that show. But um, and Hiredal played a really weird part, who was like a, a guy who you know was a human who who lived in this weird world, um, and was always like uh, being uh, you know attacked was was always the victim so the fact that he's playing that part in trek is kind of like kind of similar similar samey samey but he's a great actor and i do like him how did he get typecasted for the future that's kind of (laughs) lame is that weird (laughs) yeah that's kind of weird i get you guys to get typecast for sci-fi stuff so i mean it can happen sure and one of the you know practical reasons why let me throw a big bucket of water on the fun here is because uh, they shoot in Toronto and they're going to use a lot of uh, they're going to use a lot of actors from Canada and a lot of great science fiction comes from Canada so yeah expect to see people that you've seen in Stargate shows and uh, Dark Matter and all these shows that I love frankly. Well, if you get Amy Jo Johnson, I am in there. That's the <laughs> ranger ever. She's still uh, acting? I think so. She was on some Canadian cop show a couple of years ago. Flashpoint, oh. I think it was called. Yeah, oh, very cool. Yeah, I think no. you're right, yeah. Uh, and, and was that Luke Perry? No, not Luke Perry, the one. The other one from 9210. Uh, Brandon? No. The one who played Brandon. Uh, Jason. Priestley. Priestley, yeah. He's in that show called Private Eyes, and that's out of Vancouver. But enough about that. Not about Canadian people, because they're not important. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like the, the deal with one um, because it did exemplify how it, it can be very dangerous to protect yourself to the point where you're just paranoid. So the reason why I asked you this, uh, what what an analogy it was, because you can sit there and say it's about border countries. You can sit there and say the Paris Accords. Uh, you can sit there and say it's a lockdown versus going outside kind of a thing. Like, uh, I think a couple days ago, I was walking the street and I had, because this is 2020, I had a keychain with hand sanitizer on my belt loop. And someone who looked homeless, I can't assume, asked me for hand sanitizer. And I guess I didn't think much of it, but I, I can imagine that he asked me in such a tone that made me wonder if I was the first person or the second person or the third person that asked. And you're like, well, who would say no to giving someone hand sanitizer, especially now? You'd be surprised. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I want to know where did your minds go for this exchange. That's why I think it makes this cool, it makes this art awesome. You can like interpret our own stories to to this situation there. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I it's the it's the um it's the otherness that really caused the problems here, and uh, by othering when and his people, they never understood that this is actually a lost, you know, colony. This is yeah. a lost civilization of Earths. And in order for them to go forward, they're going to have to break their isola- isolationist uh, policy. 
and they're going to have to reach out and communicate with more humans who are scattered throughout the galaxy now, which is also interesting. Humans are not the humans are not solely on Earth. They're all over the they're, place. And, now. And in this situation, you have humans that have probably been cut off from Earth their entire lives. They've never seen Earth. That one line that Wen has where he says, Earth will turn its back on you, you know, as fast as anything. That hurt. That cuts that deep. Was, that was, you know, the Federation, the Earth turning its back on the Federation. Why does it cut deep? Uh, because you want to think that we are the best, that Earth people are what the Federation is all about and what Starfleet is all about. And then to realize how many terrible things Earth people can do. The episode's called People of Earth. They're not hiding it. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the most Star Trek storylines you could ever have. That's true. I, I bet, like, if Absolutely. you did the same script in another, like, tone, people would say, oh, it's awesome. You know, it's, oh, it's so classic Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is. Like, what is the big climax of the fight? They talk. Yeah, yeah. How does Reef it get room. more Star Trek than and, that? And, and, and you look at Captain Andoya, and she's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be such jerks. <laughs> When I first saw the uniform, I was like, oh, so it's like customs and border meets actual Nazis. Okay. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Because the, the, the logo was uh, right, right. It was all, it's all black. And it's, you know, the reaction everybody in engineering, you know, Stamets is like screaming, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah. That was crazy. I mean, like, there was no warning. They just pop right in and board the ship. Yeah. That was really kind of scary. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think of it that yeah. way. But yeah, uh yeah. just just to put a button on the episode, they got a, the crew got a chance to visit the ground terra firma. Uh then see I guess I'm not sure what it's the new building is now, but at one time it was uh Federal Starfleet Academy. Starfleet Academy, right. and everyone had a moment that throughout time and space, uh one tree survived a thousand years plus, apparently. Uh I thought it was pretty cool. It made me maybe choke up a bit. That was when I did it. That's what I I, I held strong. I hold ord the entire time. And then <laughs> I was like, man, man, a tree. <laughs> you know, uh, again, the magic of the Tilly hug. Tilly hugs the tree. I just saw that in the preview, and I was like, oh man, I gotta see that. That's gonna break my heart. And it did. Yeah, it, it, did. It, it was it was heartbreaking. It was it was like and when you see Burnham and Saru on the bridge and they're look they're looking through the view screen at what used to be Starfleet Academy, it's like looking at a house you lived in years ago, but it's been but like they've changed something on the windows. Right. It's a guy different right. paint job. The garage is in a different place. Yeah. That was yeah. that was painful. That was painful. It's interesting that because Saru is not from Earth and Burnham was not raised on Earth that they decided to step back. But I kind of would have wanted to see Burnham walk on Earth. I, I kind of would want to see, like, this is my human side. You know? Is that just wishful thinking? I thought about that, and I thought, you know, she's actually been on a lot of planets. She's gone. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> she's. I mean, she's gone to a lot of places. Look, uh, I could go home to New Hampshire. You know, yeah. and and if somebody said you've got uh, like um, you're catching a flight and you're going to another place, do you want to walk outside in New Hampshire and enjoy New Hampshire? I'm like, nah, I'm good. 
Wow. All this New Hampshire shade. <laughs> I live in Maybe. California. I kind of love it. <laughs> live for your die, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Actually, I, I, I do have a real uh, experience of this because I've never actually been to Chicago. I've been to the Chicago airport a million times to catch yeah. other flights, but I've never gone out and enjoyed it, even though I know I would love it. I know it's my kind of town. But yeah, that's just, you know, nah, I'm good. Let the kids <laughs> go down, have fun, hug a tree. Nah, I'm good. Uh Oh man, I just just crazy that I guess for me, you know, you know, I live, I'm from New York, and then I left home at 18. I went to Florida first. I went to Los Angeles, and I'm always in my brain, in my blood, I'm a New Yorker. I mean, you guys can't see here, but I have Mr. Met on my wall. Like I, oh, yeah. I'm all about that. When I go home, and it's like, you know, I haven't been home in like 15 years, and so it's it's physically New York, <laughs> but but that pizzeria is now a quinoa stand. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you know, like. Remind me, uh, remind me too. Were you Brooklyn? Yeah, I was Flatland. So Flatland, Flatbush, and Kings Highway, like Kings Plaza side, the two train Brooklyn College. Uh, wow. and, and it's funny because I actually I did my, my show with with Josh uh, about a year ago, year over a year ago, uh, and in Duenas Village. And I, I, I I've been living here my entire life, but to get there, I look at maps. I look at my phone. <laughs> I got <laughs> on the cage. And I was like, I'm from this place, and it's just I, I can imagine. A, a year, let alone 900 or whatever. Um, but the Golden Gate Bridge still there, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I thought that would be level by now. I mean, yeah, they managed to maintain uh, what we knew of the future San Francisco, so that was nice. Yeah, Golden Gate Bridge is still there. That was nice. Yeah. It's nice to see that stuff, but it is 930 years in the future. Exactly. It's You just wonder what's like the rest of Earth society like as it, you know, yeah. You wonder in that moment, like, is at least something of freedom and democracy still a thing? Or has certain elements really gone dark? You just saw that shot of San Francisco. You don't know anything about what it's like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because as you pointed out, Josh, we don't know what that, uh, what the academy is being used for now. It could be an M&M store. We don't know. Yeah, one 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 minute it's Starfleet Academy, the next it's the thirty first century version of of Sonic. <laughs> we don't know. You got to park, got to park, and you know you got to talk to the speaker. Yeah, we don't know. I'm not sure about you guys, but I would love to see a futuristic M M&M and M store. <laughs> it's the same product. I just want to see what it would look like. You know what I mean? Because it's a public, totally holographic M M&M and M yeah, I have no idea. Uh, but it's, it's about a high time to get out of here. But before we do, uh, Josh, any like final like thoughts and, and ideas from today's episode of Such Discovery you want to discuss? I think it. Look, I think it's going to be. I think it's shaping up to be a great season. I think, despite the naysayers, I think it's going to be a great series, and I think yeah. it's going to go four five more seasons it, oh, it should it should it, it should. should there's so much they could do with it it's yeah. so important oh. that show and i can rant about this all day i'm not talking about representation because star trek has always been about that like i can tell because i've been watching the old shows but what makes star trek discovery so great is that it's a perfect balance of the modern politics of the federation or lack of federation but with today's sensibilities. Like I, we talked about this in old episodes of the show, no one believes in Superman anymore because they think he's too idealistic. Whereas mm -hmm. as a kid, that was something to strive towards. Now it's seen as, ah, let's forget it. <laughs> it's fake. 
Uh, we try something for a month and we say it's fake. Mask, fake. <laughs> Weight loss, <laughs> fake. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's cool to see that progression. But what about you, John? So to cut you off, is there anything else you want to oh, add no. about this episode? You know, uh, one of the things, and and uh, Josh, I don't know if you've explore, uh, uh, experienced this. I know Flobo has. I know I have. It, no matter where you travel, like if you travel, you know, the world, you m- will probably end up at some point in front of a TV that has Star Trek on it. Yeah, true. You know, and probably Next Generation. That one is, it just translates to all cultures. So I just love how this one's rolling out slow because not everybody does have CBS all access mm-hmm. it, and it's getting on a Netflix. Uh, apparently in Europe, it's on Netflix. Is this correct? Uh, that's why I found yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's on, on it's on, it's, it's on Netflix in Europe. Yeah. So. so people are seeing it and they're feeling it. They're feeling themselves into it. You know, they're feeling the connection they have to it. And uh, this I think is going to be, uh, I wouldn't put it over the original Trek, and I wouldn't put it over Next Generation, but I would say this one is number three. This one is like, the... I'm putting it definitely over Voyager. That's... <laughs> Honestly, I put uh, Lower Decks before Voyager, but that's just me. <laughs> By the that's way, we should me. do a Lower Decks recap, because that show grew on me really That quick. show is great. Uh, oh, I'd what? love to do that with you guys. That yeah, show is hilarious. Uh, but we I are will the be time. the latecomer. Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, be, I'll I'll have to go binge that. Uh, oh, it's, it's, good. Like it's good. It's eight episodes. It's good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like an afternoon tops. Um, but I will say the first episode, I was like, "What's this show about?" By the end, you're like, "Oh, Rutherford's my homeboy." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, man, where can the world find you online? They want to stalk you, become your friend, um, book you for shows. Right now, uh, you can find me on Facebook, my name, or you could um, find me on. Instagram at BigJSH2709. I'm going to cave and join Twitter. I think I have to. Yes. <laughs> I, I, uh, especially to Come have fun over. with you guys. Especially to have fun with you too. Hey, why not, Come man? Come on over, Josh. Yeah, join us. <laughs> I will join the Twitter. <laughs> and of course, my captain, John Weber, I want to stalk you and check up all your accounts. How do I do that on the USS Recap? Uh, at hello, John Weber works for Instagram. It also works for, um, Twitter. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine just told me that, uh, he's got a new platform that he's using and, uh, it's very exciting. Maybe by next week I'll have another, maybe not by next week I'll have a live 365 radio station. Oh, yes, man. Yo, dude, I'm going to be I'm going to be starting two podcasts. One one is going to be just me and a friend bullshitting and horsing around right and being really disturbing. It's like my alter ego. He, he's worse than me. I <laughs> talk about him. Yeah. Oh, and you'll the be other, the normal one. That's exciting. Actually, yeah, I'll be the normal one. He's worse. <laughs> the other will be uh, something I'm calling conversations with the handlebar because, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much totally respect. Jealous. So I have to figure out what platform to use for both, and then I'll get it going. So you're less disturbing yeah. with the handlebar show? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, because I'll actually be snarky, but not out of my mind with my buddy. Oh God, strap in! This this, this would scare this would this would scare Georgia. She'd pull the both of us and be like, Wait, "You two need to shrink." <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. We, we got to get you guys to the ship's counselor. 
That's <laughs> what well, I'm thinking. We'll, we'll be back here next week with more stuff for Commandos Lock. My name is Flopo Boys. You can follow me on Twitter at Flopo Boys or on Instagram at Flopito. Oh, if you want to know all the shows I'm working on, all the shows I'm a host of, newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. We're talking about wrestling coverage, Star Trek coverage, and I have his late night talk show that even John Weber was on where I get to ask him oh, yeah. questions at a very, very ungodly hour. But uh, <laughs> un- <laughs> Until next time, live long and prosper. And prosper. I can't Amen. Believe.